3: and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black.
2: So
4: welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Yes, I am he, and you are you, and the time is now. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio, what we kindly refer to as an hour of power, And what we do on this radio show is we pull back the curtain. We actually show you what's going on. There's so much going on around us that most people are totally unaware. You know, most people are deaf, numb, and blind. Deaf, numb, and blind. One time uh, uh, in my class uh, at the end of a module section... I say that. I said, most people are deaf, numb, and blind, and so I'm reading someone's report, and they're saying, well, I learned tonight that I was deaf, dumb, and blind. I didn't say dumb. I said numb, deaf, there's an N there, numb, and blind. See, we live unconsciously through this experience. See, most people are looking at people, but they're not really seeing the person. You know, we're too busy judging who's black, who's white, who's fat, who's skiddy, who's tall, who's short, who's too old, and who's way too young. Who's a Christian, who's a Muslim, who's a pro-Trump, who's a hate Trump, right? We don't really see people anymore. We find out what we believe, and we just plaster a sticker over them. And right now, you're all you're all hearing me. Your tympanic membrane is vibrating and my words are being translated into your words in your head. But let's be honest. We don't listen to each other at all. Uh, the Bible tells men uh, to love their wives like Christ loved the church. That means even when they're not lovable. But he tells women to respect their husbands. Isn't that interesting why it's a different words? And here's why, ladies, if it matters. To a man, respect is love. And so you can't disrespect a man and then tell him you love him. They're incongruent. They can't occupy the same space. And one of the greatest ways that we disrespect somebody is we don't listen to them. Oh, yeah, we hear them. You know this, those of you that are married. Uh, Your wife or your husband's going on about the same thing they go on all the time, and you learn to shut them out. Uh, But you're there with them, but you're disrespecting them. You're discounting them. And even Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Lord. And not do what I say. In other words, why don't you really listen to me? If you love me, you'd listen to me, it says. You'd keep my commandments. And so we, we hear, but we're not really listening. And right now, you're all touching something. Maybe a steering wheel as you're driving, listening to the Like It Matters radio. Maybe you got your hand on your leg. Maybe you're taking notes in a pen and a paper. But let's be honest. A lot of people stopped feeling a long time ago anything but anger and resentment and bitterness, and retribution, and revenge, which equals reparations. You see, so we miss a lot. You know, we're told that we use about 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. We're still using our whole brain. And the other is on autopilot. It's like breathing. You're all breathing right now without thinking about it. But if I told you to hold your breath, you could for a little while, maybe two minutes. <laughs> if I told you to breathe faster, you could. If I told you to slow down your breathing, you could. But if I went and changed the subject and talked about something totally different, you'd still keep breathing. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is what we call the unconscious brain. And so if you're going to make any lasting change, you first got to become aware. It's called awareness training. You got to become aware of being unaware. And once you're aware, then you can do something about it. And so I always love anything that starts with a once upon a time. And so why don't we start this show with a once-upon-a-time story. Once upon a time, there was a young prince who believed in all things but three. He did not believe in princesses, he did not believe in islands, and he did not believe in God. His father, the king, told him that such things did not exist, as there were no princesses or, uh, or islands in his father's domains and no sign of God. So the young prince believed his father. But then one day the prince ran away from his palace. He came to the next land. There, to his astonishment, from every coast he saw islands, and on these islands strange and troubling creatures whom he dared not name. As he was searching for a boat, a man in a full evening dress approached him along the shore. "'Are these real islands?' asked the young prince. "'Of course they are real islands,' said the man in the evening dress. And those strange and troubling creatures? They are all genuine and authentic princesses. Then God must exist, cried the prince. I am God, replied the man in full evening dress with a bow, with a bow. The young prince returned home as quickly as he could. So you are back, said the father of the king. I have seen islands, I have seen princesses, I have seen God said the prince reproachfully. The king was unmoved. Neither real islands nor real princesses. I have seen God, said the prince reproachfully. Again, the king was unmoved. Neither real islands nor real princesses nor a real God exist. I saw them. Tell me how God was dressed. God was in full evening dress He wore sleeves of his coat, were rolled back on his arms. I saw him. The prince remembered that they had been that way. He's recalling everything they saw with God. And the king smiled. That, the king said, is the uniform of a magician. You have been deceived. At this, the prince returned to the next land and went to the same shore, where once again he came upon the man in full evening dress. My father, the king has told me who you are, said the young prince indignantly. You deceived me last time, but not again. Now I know that those are not real islands and are not real princesses, because you are not God, because you are a magician. The man on the shore smiled. It is you who are deceived, my boy. In your father's kingdom, there are many islands and many princesses, but you are under your father's spell, so you cannot see them. The prince pensively returned home. When he saw his father, he looked him in the eyes. "'Father, father, you must tell me, is it true? Is it true that you are not a real king, but only a magician? Tell me it ain't so, Dad.' The king smiled and rolled back his sleeves. "'Yes, my son, I am only a magician.' "'Then the man on the shore was God? "'The man on the shore was another magician.' I must know the real truth, the truth behind magic. There is no truth behind magic, said the king. The prince, full of sadness, he said, I will kill myself. The king, by magic, caused death to appear. Death stood in the door and beckoned to the prince. The prince shuddered. He remembered the beautiful but unreal islands and the unreal but beautiful princesses. And the thought of meeting God. Very well, he said, I can bear it. You see, my son, said the king, you too now begin to be a magician. And see, ladies and gentlemen, I love that story because you can put your own meaning in it. But we are our own magicians. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created. I always tell people stop right there. Our first introduction in God was as creator. And then 25 verses later, the good book says, let us make man in our image, unto our likeness. See, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, we were built, we were, we were put in the God class. Yeah, we're still lower than the angels. Yep, absolutely. But we were made to create. And everything we do or do not do is driven by our belief systems. Our belief systems create a map of reality that causes us to act or not act in certain ways. And so today, we're going to take a look at the programming that's going on. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the race to war with the emphasis on those two words, race and war, because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And be careful, young prince, because the magician out there is wanting you to believe what is not true. I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back.
3: the stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankl
0: Be kind to someone, and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. Freedom 1570 and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life. Then let us know about it by entering it in the Kindness Challenge. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at freedom1570.com. Keep on loving. Join the Freedom Insider Club in March, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think, by Mark Morano. Sign up today at freedom1570.com.
4: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. Oh yeah, this is Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Radio that's inspirational, educational, and applicational. Why? Because you matter. Because your time matters. And wherever you invest your time, you should have a good ROI, Return on Investment. And if you have not figured this out since uh, the the year of COVID last year, uh, and then rolling into this year, the battle is in the mind. You know, Second Timothy one seven is so powerful because for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, this way interesting in Second Timothy, there's a big but. You got to know how words affect us. Remember we are unconscious creatures. We only live to 3 to uh, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is being used. It's just at the unconscious level. Uh the example is this. Uh every one of us listening to my voice right now unless you don't drive unless you're under 16 years old and never driven a car I can tell you a factual statement. Every one of us has driven home before after some event whether work or whatever. But not aware of driving home. Mentally, we were somewhere else. Physically, our body was in the car. We were hitting the brakes, hitting the gas pedal, putting the blinkers on, turning the the steering wheel, doing all that stuff physically. But mentally, we were somewhere else. We drove home without realizing we drove home. And there we do. We wind up at our house and we're like, whoa, I don't remember driving home. And of course, we're not talking about drug or alcohol induced, right? I'm not saying that, right? It's because the highest level of learning, there's four levels of learning, the highest level is called unconscious competence, where you don't know what you know. See, we were made to work at a high level on autopilot. We have the basal ganglia in the unconscious brain. Its t- entire purpose is to get you in a, a pattern as quick as possible. It's the habit center of the brain. You got the reticular activating system, which is the brain's un, uh, unconscious focal system that dictates what you see. Even though you look at all kinds of stuff that dictates uh, what your tunnel vision becomes. And so you got to understand about conjunctions. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and let, right? But and and but have two different effects on the unconscious mind. See, and takes two things and connects them together and gives them equal weight. You know, hey, Lee, you're a good guy, and I'm done doing my radio show, (laughs) right? I mean, two totally different things, but the and gave each one of those equal weight. However, but negates everything that comes before. So I told you I love you, but. I told you I'd never cheat on you, but. I told you uh, I've been faithful, but. I told you uh, I'd give you a job, but. See, don't you know what you're waiting for? You're waiting for what comes after the big butt. I want to get a T-shirt that says, beware of the big butt. And on the back, says, like it matters. <laughs> See, what happens in unconscious mind, your brain negates everything before the butt. So all you recall, all you remember, all that registers is what comes after the big butt. So let me read to you again 2 Timothy 1.7 because God made us. God's our creator. God knows how we work, right? The psalmist says, I know your frame, right? He told Jeremiah, God told Jeremiah that I knew you before you were stitched together in your mother's womb. So here it is again, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Here's your big but. But of power, of love. And here's the interesting thing, and there's all ands of power and of love, and of a sound mind. That's why you got to listen to Like It Matters Radio. Because I focus on the battle zone. The battle's in the mind. And if you're not aware it's going on, if you're not waging it, then you're losing it. And I'm telling you right now, players, you're being played. We're being played. We're being turned into hateful, bitter, fearful creatures. We're being manipulated. We're being controlled. Uh, were being censored, we're being boycotted and canceled. Now opposition's being jailed, attacked, prosecuted, canceled, like Mike Lindell, like Donald Trump, like the guy in The Bachelor for defending a girl who showed up at a party that had some off-colored themes to it, like Roseanne Barr. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to wake up. I'm reminded of a story that circulated among therapeutic circles for years. A little girl noticed her mother cutting the butt off the ham to cook it for the family holiday dinner and asked the mom a simple question Mom, why do you cut off the end to cook the ham? The mother, without giving a moment's thought, replied, Why? This is the way my mother always cooked a ham. So I know it's the right way to do it because that's what I know. Well, The little girl's grandmother happened to live close by, her mom's mom. So she went to visit her mom's mom and wanted to know the same question. So she asked the same question. Grandma, why do you cut the butt end off the ham before you cook it? Her grandmother replied that her mother had taught her to cook a ham like that. Great-granny happened to be visiting for the holiday. So the little girl walked out of the room with the grandma and went in the room to visit the great-grandma because, again, went to the grandma's mom, the one that it came from. So the girl went up to her and asked her the same question. But this time, she got the real answer. So great-grandma said, Child, when I was cooking hams back then, we were so poor, we only owned one baking pan. And it was a small one. And so for the holidays, we get a larger ham if we were blessed with the money. And so in order to cook the whole ham in that small pot, I would cut the butt end off to make it fit. See, ladies and gentlemen, we got to realize this thing called time. Time is an interesting lever. There are three dimensions on this timeline, if you will. There's a past, there's a present, and there's a future. And really, a lot of how we process those three areas on our timeline really dictate how we live, how we love, how we learn. It dictates how we're remembered. And so there's a benefit of the past. Matter of fact, there's a famous saying that those that don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. And today, I'm actually going to go in depth on that because I see red flags, warning signs all over the place that the sheeple, the Americans, we become sheeple now. we become drones. we become just products of the state where we're told to sit down, shut up, put your mask on, stay home, and we'll, we'll deposit money in your account. I mean, people, wake up. I don't care who you vote for, if it's Biden or Trump. I don't care if you call yourself a Democrat or Republican. I don't care if you call yourself a child of God or you are a child of the devil. we got to wake up. we got to wake up because we're being played, and there's a lot of things going on. See, we have our past. We can't live in it. It's over. It's a canceled check. It's done. It's been spent. But we must learn from it. And yet so many people are driving down the freeway of life, going 100 miles an hour because life is hectic, chaotic. But with their head cocked backwards, 180 degrees, looking in the, uh, behind them the whole time. It's just studying. We can't live in the past. Matter of fact, there are three R's of what I call survival. And survival always recall, requires a rear focus. It's regret, resent, and resist. Right? Think about it. When you're living in regret, what are you regretting? Things that happened in the past or things that didn't happen, right? When you're living in resent, resentment, right? Bitterness. Where are you living? You're right. You're focused on things that happened to you or things that didn't happen. You know, the whole privilege movement, the whole Me Too movement, uh, the whole thing about what did you do 420 years ago? What did you do 39 years ago? What did you do 23.6 years ago? What did you do 12.3 years ago? What Right? And then the third R is resist. Now, there are good things to resist. The Bible is very clear, resist the devil and he will flee. I think that's James four seven. the second half. The first half of four 4.7 says, humble yourself before the Lord. Then resist the devil and he will flee. But resistance. Think about this. For four years, 40% of this country mocked the sixteen election, said it was fake, said Donald Trump was the illegitimate president. They did everything they could to, to, to demean. Uh, to demand uh, vindication, to get him out of office, to destroy him and his family. And now, back then it was called democracy. Now, just four years later, it's called insurrection. It's called lack of patriotism. Isn't that amazing? See, you can't live in the past, but we can learn from it. And the future doesn't exist. It, 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 it's it's a promissory note. We don't know if we're going to get it. We hope we do, but we don't know. See, we only have the present. See, the past we're supposed to learn from it. In the present, we're supposed to live in it. In the future, we're supposed to hope for it. Did you get that? Learn from one, live in one, and then hope for the other. See, that's why it say, "Yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, today is the present." So we must treat it like the gift that it is. And after break, we're going to talk about what affects everything we do or do not do. See, our belief systems dictate everything we do or do not do. But the question is, if these belief systems are so important, where does our BS come from? And whenever you hear me say BS, because I'm on the radio, I'm not talking about the fields in Texas. And as you go walking along, the stuff that you step in that gets stuck on your shoes, oh, I'm not talking about uh, uh, cow droppings. I'm talking about your belief systems. And the question we got to ask ourselves, if these belief systems drive everything we do or do not do, where do our beliefs come from? And I'm going to tell you right now, they come from our past. They come from our scripts. They come and they've been in place for most people since being have been six years old. And so after the break, I'm going to start breaking it down for you and start getting you out of the passenger seat and put you in the driver's seat so you can become and reach your potential. I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back.
2: Did you know that approximately 73,000 Americans just like you lose a limb every year to untreated diabetic neuropathy? If you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet and your neuropathy is not improving, contact Dr. Knight Chiropractor at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen today. It may be time to pivot from the ongoing cycle of more and more medications and take a conservative, holistic approach to treating your neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center has helped hundreds of patients improve and in some cases completely reverse their neuropathy. The majority of their patients see improvements in their pain, symptoms, or balance in the first 90 days. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight DC at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Freedom 1570 listener, you receive a special $49 get acquainted offer. That's a massive value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952 383 8338 to schedule a full neuropathy work
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the race to war. With the emphasis on those two words, race and war. And ladies and gentlemen, I, in the last segment, segment two, I talked about the story about a woman in uh, a family who cooked their ham by cutting off the butt of the ham. And people want to know why. And they had to go back four generations to figure out why. And it was a simple answer. If you don't didn't hear it, go to likeitmattersradio.com and listen to the whole radio show. I mean, about 50 minutes. Come on. Are you worth it? Are you worth 50 minutes to get your noodle working, to get your noggin working? You know, your brain and my brain, the human brain, is the only organ in our body that doesn't have an expiration date. See, everything else has a limited amount of activity. Your heart has so many pumps, uh, your kidneys have so many filters, your liver has so much filtering. Your, uh, it's just all there. I mean, trust me, uh, Paul said, boy, the outer body's wearing away, right? And boy, I'm 55 years old, and for the first 52 years, I thought I got away with it. It wasn't wearing away. Oh, yeah. The last couple of years, it showed me. Oh, yeah, it is wearing away. You got to get this. So we're working on the one organ that has unlimited plasticity. Your brain could be stay as young and as agile as you want it to be. But if you don't use it, you lose it. So that's what we do here. So go to likeitmattersradio.com. Make a commitment hour a day and get a great return on investment because the battles in the mind and i teach you how you work how you function i bring light to the darkness of how we're being manipulated i mean joseph goebbels would be proud of america today Uh, and if you know who joseph goebbels is he was a propaganda minister for nazis I mean, he would look at uh, America be stunned at how effective uh, the state-run media has done this, how effective the, the Progressive and Democratic Party have joined with the media uh, to create a one mindset uh, that if you don't think like they think, then you're canceled, you're, you're uh, censored, you're banned, you're run out of business, uh, you're run off social media. It's stunning. And all of you that think it's cool because you like it, because you believe that way, uh, man, someday – Someday they're going to come for you. Uh, And like uh, uh, Bonhoeffer said, uh, when they came for everybody else, I wasn't one of them, so I didn't say anything. But when they came for me, there was no one left to defend me. And so it might be fun that uh, those of us that think differently are being destroyed and attacked and being punished and being driven out of our businesses, driven out of our homes, and driven off social media. It might be cool, like you think. But wait because this too shall pass, and one day uh, it'll be your turn. Uh, and so uh, hopefully uh, the rest of us are still around so we can help you. But you got to realize what's going on. See, we're we're running scripts, and this is a term uh, in transactional analysis. So uh, I don't remember the guy's name who did it, but it's if you look up transactional analysis, it's scripts. And you see, we have these scripts, if you will, these programs, if you will. See, we do unto others what has been done unto us. Why are we doing what we're doing today? For most, it's an unconscious program. In transactional analysis, it's called a life script. One thing I've learned at counsel a lot, and one thing I've learned, a majority of people uh, that have been molested were molested by somebody who was molested. And a majority of people are molested by someone they know, just say so you no. Know. Uh So it's just a sad reality. So we do unto others what was done unto us, unfortunately. It's just sad reality. So we create stories about our lives, what they have been and what they will be. This starts in childhood where we weave our perceptions of ourselves and of the world around us into a narrative about what we can and will do. These life scripts then continue to have deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. They affect every decision that we make. They control what we think we could easily do and what we think we could never be able to do. They shape our self-image and yet we seldom realize where they come from or even that they exist at all. Our life scripts are often encouraged and shaped by parents and other family members whose life scripts were shaped by their parents and so on. That's the whole story about cooking the ham with a butt cut off. In this way, we become a product of our family's history. Likewise, our scripts are also woven by cultural and national forces and that's really what I want to part for the rest of this program on because our mind is 6 times faster than we can talk and dr eric burns in the 60s came up with what's called today transactional analysis ta transactional analysis is dr burns way to take the complex field of psycho uh, communication psychology and put it in layman's terms and so a stimulus and a response that is what's called a transaction it's it's a a a, a Act of communication, if you will, and here's what happens: because our mind is six times faster when we talk. As soon as someone says something or does something, we don't respond to that. What we do is we go to what we know. Uh, A man returns a dog returns to his vomit, and a sow after cleaning herself returns to mire. The proverb I like the best it says: "You can tell a man's religion in time of despair." You know why? Because we go to what we know, and so someone says something or does something. And then we automatically go to our three, uh, what's called modalities. We have a visual modality where we see things. We have an auditory modality where we hear things or talk to ourselves. And then we have a kinesthetic modality where we feel things. And so what happens, someone says something or does something, and then we go to our three channels automatically, unconsciously. We see something from our past, or we hear something from our past, or we feel something from our past. And then based on that, we respond. So we're not really responding to what someone says or does. What we're really responding to is our narrative, is our interpretation. And so let's learn about the past. Let's learn about the past. We hear this all the time, uh, talking about Nazi Germany and Hitler. I don't know if anybody remembers this, Jesse Owens. And I got this article uh, from biography.com, how Jesse Owens foiled Hitler's plan for the 1936 Olympics. In 1933, shortly after assuming power as Chancellor of Germany, Adolf Hitler Hitler, moved forward with plans to turn the 1936 Summer and Winter Olympics into showcases for his regime. He ordered the construction of a massive new stadium in Berlin and channeled funds toward the completion of an airport to welcome international visitors. Additionally, the Summer Games were meant to be the first to reach audiences around the world via television. So this was a big deal. A big deal. And the Fuhrer, that means this leader in German, that's all it means, the Fuhrer, the leader, uh, had little use for such notions of unification. In fact, he deliberately, Hitler deliberately hurt his country's chances for success by keeping Jews out of the athletic clubs. I mean, he was already disliking Jews. I want you to know that. And he actually eliminated, I don't know if you know this, potential Olympic medalist like high jumpers, Gretel Bergman. And so Hitler saw African-American track stars as a threat because, remember, he believed the white race was superior, Aryan race. I mean, today, could you imagine someone saying the white race is superior? I mean, we know Hitler. We know racism. I mean, oh, my gosh, if anybody ever attempted to say that, uh, they'd be trashed, they'd be destroyed, right, everything. But even though Hitler saw African-American track stars as a threat, America was really to bring some people to the threat. See, Jesse Owens had emerged as a track and field sensation in the United States. He tied the world record in the 100-yard dash while still in high school and his performance at the 1935 Big Ten Championships in which he established three world records and matched a fourth over a span of 45 minutes. Incredible, 45 minutes. He broke three records and matched another one. And it's to this day remains one of the most extraordinary accomplishments in all collegiate history. He wasn't the only African-American, by the way. Just so you know, we had a lot of African-Americans. This is 1930s, and our Olympics team was filled with African-Americans. This is why we're being lied to a lot. He wasn't the only one. Ralph Metcalf was a silver medalist at the 1932 Olympics and at one point shared the world record in the 100-meter dash. And a Temple University sprinter named Ulysses Peacock emerged as a highly formidable opponent to Owens, even beating him multiple times in head-to-head competition in 1935. Before the 36 Olympics. And by the way, like other elite black athletes who grew up in unequal society, Owens considered the moral stance against Germany to be hypocritical. Right? Because, again, there's a lot of racism in America. And here we are. We're saying we're not going to uh, you know, go play in the Olympics in Germany because they're racist against Jews. But, again, in America, we're racist against black people. So Owens considered the moral stance against Germany to be a little hypocritical and wasn't inclined to surrender the chance to shine on a global stage. However, he eventually expressed his desire to compete in the Games, and by the way, a position that drew condemnation from other African-American publications, including the NAACP and its head, Walter White. Now, I didn't know this. Owens became the first American to win four gold medals in track and field. From almost the get go, Owen sees the reins as a star of the 36 Summer Olympics. He went on to win four gold medals. Incredible. And by the way, he set Olympic records in 200 meter dash and route to a third gold medal. And incredible. And then he put the exclamation point by shattering the U.S. 4x100 relay performance. And by the way, no one's matched that until Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis, another black American, did it in 1984, almost 50 years later. Why all this? Because Hitler thought that white people were superior. Now, we know that's a joke. Hitler created a race war, and we're going to talk about that afterwards. See, I don't care what you look like. 99.9% I've heard, it could be just 99%, of all of our DNA is the same. Our skin color is a DNA marker. The shape of our eyes, a DNA marker. Whether we have melanin or don't, DNA markers. That's all they are you got to realize this. There's one race, one race. It's called the human race. And yet we're being told that we have different races. This is what Hitler believed, and he made a travesty of it. There's one race where the human race, the Bible says that, that there is no black church, there is no white church, there is no free church, there is no slave church, there is no Greek church or American church. There is one church, not black or white, not slaveholder or slave owner, not Greek or, or whatever, but we are one human family. We are children of God. We're all creations of God, and some of us are children of God. And so after the break, I'm going to go in depth on what's going on. And the program, you've got to be aware of, and we've got to stand up and stop this. Because when good people don't do things, when bad things are happening, then bad things become the norm. And in America, we're on that precipice right now. So I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in a couple minutes.
5: We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project.
2: Hey, can we get that backhoe
5: over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level.
1: Look at all these options.
0: You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include freedom1570.com, our free app at radio.com.
2: Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's likeitmatters.net.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and you are listening to Like It Matters Radio every day, Monday through Friday. It's a broadcast out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. So if you're in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, you can listen on your terrestrial radio station on AM 1570. Uh, But, you know, the rest of you can listen, you can live stream. Uh, We have listeners in Uganda. We have listeners in Sao Paulo, Brazil, in China. uh, We have listeners all over the country. All you gotta do is go to the website, and it's freedom1570.com. And you can listen live wherever you are in the world, just like I shared with some of our international listeners. And if you miss any of it, and you want to listen to some old shows, you just stumbled on it, you're, uh, God bless you today, and you found Like It Matters Radio, go to likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this and other archive messages. Also, if you want to be inspired daily to get a little food, uh, a word from heaven, if you will, uh, go to wayofwarrior.blog, Wayofwarrior.blog Go down the very bottom of a post and you'll see a button that says uh, follow. You hit that button. You can type in your email address and as soon as I post it every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you can get it sent right to you. Uh, And uh, lastly... Uh, You know, go to YouTube, please, and Facebook, uh, social media. We need your help. Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. Like us. We'll tell you what's coming up, who's going to be joining us. Uh, And also on Facebook, once we get 100, I'm sorry, on uh, YouTube, Once we get 100 people, if you subscribe to our channel, once we get over 100, we get our own URL. And we're planning on building up, putting all the radio shows on there, doing interviews on there, uh, interviewing our graduates, our clients, friends. And it's going to be basically an out shootout from the podcast. We're starting a brand new podcast uh, called Living Life Like It Matters. And so stand lookout for all that. And please, we need your funding. Uh, We help people around the world, whether they have money or not. Uh, So go to likeitmatters.net and uh, help uh, fund us. We're a registered 501c3, so it's all tax deductible. And today we're talking about the race to war because, for whatever reason, uh, we have people behind the scenes wanting us to be in a race war. Uh, The Nazi ideology of race. This is from encyclopedia uh, from the... uh, Uh, Encyclopedia.com, I think it is. So the Nazi ideology of race. Adolf Hitler, the leader of the Nazi party, formulated and articulated the ideas that came to be known as Nazi ideology. He thought of himself as a deep and profound thinker, convinced that he had found the key to understanding an extraordinary complex world. Hitler believed that a person's characteristics, attitudes, abilities, and behavior were determined by his or her so-called, quote, racial makeup. In Hitler's view, all groups, races, or peoples, he used those terms interchangeably, carried within them traits that were passed from one generation to the next. No individual could overcome the qualities of their race. All of human history could be explained in terms of race and racial struggle. In formulating their ideology of race, Hitler and the Nazis drew upon the ideas of German social Darwinists of the late 19th century. Like the social Darwinists before them, The Nazis believed that human beings could be classified collectively as, quote, races. See, they're the one that created it. We've always been one race. But it was the Nazis that collectively separated out, quote, races. With each race bearing distinctive characteristics that had been passed on genetically since the first appearance of humans in prehistoric times. These inherited characteristics related not only to outward appearance and physical structure, but also shaped internal mental life, ways of thinking, creative and organizational abilities, intelligence, taste, appreciation of culture, physical strength, and military prowess. Since each race sought to expand, and since the space on Earth was finite, the struggle for survival resulted naturally in violent conquest and military confrontation. Hence, war, even constant war, was a part of nature, a part of the human condition. Don't you see? We're becoming Nazi Germany. I mean, if you study it again, if you're not, if you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. That's how we started this thing, right? Uh, look at it. What the Nazis did was first they turned society against the Jews. So they started blaming everything that was going wrong on the Jews. They started telling neighbors to, if you see something, say something. Sound familiar? If you see something, say something. If you see uh, those people doing something strange on Saturday, look looked like religious ceremonies, let us know. If you see this, let us know. And so what happened, they started turning society against Jews. And so people were starting to beat up Jews. Were starting to harass Jews. Were starting to assault Jews and they got away with it. Uh but it was, little kids were attacking Jewish men and women uh and glorified and validated and it was ignored. You know, the media wouldn't report it. It would keep it secret. So you know, people didn't feel bad for the Jews. But boy, anytime something happened to oh. I heard this article. We are being turned against each other. We are being played. It's all about power. It's all about power. I am stunned to see America as such a racist country. I'm 55 years old. And I gotta be honest with you, growing up, I wished all the time that I was black. I would have given anything to be black because I grew up uh, in, in a different era than some. So all my life, it was always because of racism in the past, because things were unfairly against black people, that there was now affirmative action. And so now it uh, didn't matter as uh, they were given special preferential treatment to black people, which is understandable because there was a lot uh, of uh, things that were withheld from black. So I get it. I didn't like it. it. I didn't think it was fair to me, but I get it. I got it. It, it wasn't a big deal. But, man, if I was black, I wouldn't be able to go to a good college. Uh, right now, if I was black, my, my 501c3, I've I'd i I'd had millions of dollars in my 501c3 if I, it was owned by a black person. But I'm, I'm a white male. So there's no money, and we got to kick and scratch and claw uh, to function because I'm not a minority. And so this is being perpetuated. I mean, I saw this thing on Facebook yesterday. Um, you know, there's been two sh- shootings, mass shootings. Atlanta, uh, that, that, that guy who was addicted to porn went into a, uh, the massage parlors and killed, I think it was eight people. Now, I haven't seen the pictures and all that. I'm really working not to deal with the hate of the world. But I guess they—they've been heard. They were all Asian. Uh, and then yesterday I, w- I was looking on Facebook, and there was this thing I didn't read it. And all the media is saying, well, you know, we're, they're saying it's racist. This guy was anti-Asian. This guy was anti-Asian. And yet the guy's alive and said, no, it had nothing to do with that. I struggled with pornography. Uh, I just went to those places where, uh, you know, you could uh, easily get a, a happy ending. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Uh, and because of my addiction, because of my pain, because I hurt. That's he went in there. Whoever was there, he took him out. And I don't know if that was true or not. But we were told, and this is what I read on Facebook, people said, it's easy, just look at the pictures of the people. And I guess they're all Asian. So it's very clear to see this was a racist thing, that there was uh, a crime against Asians. And so then what happened in this feed, that was this article I saw on Facebook, then they showed the picture of the 10 people killed in Boulder, Colorado, which again, I haven't seen any pictures of anybody. And what surprised me, and I don't see this. This is what stuns me because I don't look see race. I mean, I could see race. I could see skin color, I should say. There is only one race. I can see skin color. But all 10 were white. And I stopped because I don't think racially like that. I don't think skin color like that. I, I, I don't, it's just not how I'm wired. It's not how I'm programmed. I wasn't raised that way. And it's stunning that all 10 were white. All of them. But yet, no one's talking about this being racism against white people. Matter of fact, Twitter says calling Ahmad al Aliwi Alyssa a white Christian terrorist doesn't violate its misinformation policy. So, all these people, after the Boulder shooting, started attacking white people. Another angry white man, another angry white person. And then we found out the guy is a Muslim, he's born in Syria. He's not a white guy. He's not a Christian. And yet the media has used this as a way to say oh, another white guy uh, with a bad day going out killing a whole bunch of people. It's stunning. McDonald's, Pittsburgh, turns into a crime scene after a 12-year-old boy stabbed in line with family. Pittsburgh uh, police have arrested a man who stabbed a 12-year-old boy in the neck inside a McDonald's restaurant. Now, it's a very short uh, Charles Edwin, tr- Edward Turner Now, there's nothing about race in this article by Fox News at all. I looked up. I Googled. I want to know. I saw the guy was black. Was the 12-year-old kid white or not? And no one would say anything. Four days later, I see this article. In alleged case of racially motivated violence, police arrested a black man at a Pittsburgh McDonald's on Sunday after he tackled a 12-year-old white child stabbed him in the neck while yelling racist slurs, called him a white N-word, a white devil, rapist, white Satan, And he's screaming racial epitaphs, and it was never reported until four days later. America's okay with racism. It's just not okay with who's at the bottom, who's at the top. As long as people of color are the ones doing the persecution, doing the racism, and people of no color, white people, are the ones being victimized, America's fine with that. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, I don't care what the skin color, racism is racism. Dr. King said you can't drive out darkness with darkness. You can't drive out hate with hate. And you can't drive out racism with racism. we got to stand up and speak the truth to these lies. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, would you live your life like it matters? It does.
1: Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm John Call, owner of Tax Tiger Minnesota. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate settlements. More importantly, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us at 612 888 9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You can be closer to financial freedom than you think, and it helps to have a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522, or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. That's TaxTiger.com.